0: <laughs> you don't even like we're starting now because you don't even know the yeah, night I have. I have. I have such a good so night bad. planned. I hate kids' stories so fucking bad. You talked about it so much last time. How could I not be prepared to fucking have us read a bunch of stories about this? I hate kids. You stories repeatedly said bad. Creepy kids and creepy things with kids are the worst. I'm gonna go get shit like that.
1: It really like, is. He the freaks
0: worst. out like when like, one when the kids like, go by his bedside and like, you don't Yeah, in his face. yeah. He's told me that, and I'm and I and I specifically went out of the way to get a lot of uh, stories about kids or dealing with kids. All these stories are about kids, or recalling events of when people were kids.
1: There's nothing. There's nothing more terrifying than kids.
0: Yeah, yeah, you said that last time. <laughs> yes.
1: So I, I keep repeating really, it. So I when I when I say that kind of stuff, it doesn't mean like, hey, you should uh, bring that up and throw it into into my shit.
0: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> no, you're gas for yeah, the fire. So is it's not gas. Yeah, it's is, gas for the yes, fire. Yes. Um, we're watching the thing and they're exploding the place with gas and fire, and I fucking love this movie. But, you know, you wanted to, before we get into shit, Scutch, we wanted to talk about if this was the story you wanted to tell of when you were on acid and you got lost in the woods. Yes,
1: all right, so... <laughs> so, so, so uh, the reason why I do not... Casually participate, yeah, with I, Other people, I, I guess you would say that. He, is that I guess you? I should
0: say you rolled my blunt, but we smoked. I smoked a little bit, and uh, and you didn't want to smoke, and you told me it's because you had a bad experience on drugs that made you not like drugs. As I just,
1: much. I just don't trust people. I guess you would say that, and it's because, which is a
0: realm of paranoia. And there's, it
1: all starts off with so, I went to. And I went to a point for, like, a good, like, two summers where I did nothing but really just did a bunch of LSD for, like, two summers, <laughs> which is, <laughs> yeah, if you really think about it, like, it's like, well, that's that's pretty fucked up, but, yeah, like, for Lily... I'm
0: I not had, judging. I did it three yeah, no, times in a week.
1: I had a house called... We used to have a... I used to have a house called the Acid Farm, Whew. and uh, everybody used to call my house the Acid Farm, and what it was is that people would... I would literally, for like four or five days a week, I would literally set everything up for my house where it would just be for people that were on LSD and they would come over my house and they would literally just... Safe ex- zone. Exactly. Yeah,
0: a house. So you, like, I, like I was telling you, like you need supervision. You can't do that by yourself. Literally, I, I had a basement where literally it
1: was just cranking out everything from jungle sounds to that's hilarious you no know, it was crazy it was it got absolutely nuts at some point it it became a legendary figure at some point but at one point during the summer i took like two taps i i was like oh, i'm just gonna do like two taps. it went crazy a, a buddy of mine just got out of the military and i we were like we're just gonna just
0: go people crazy. have gone crazier for less amounts exactly. i just want you to know that yeah so we are like, we're just going to take, like, two... Like, You're aware two, of that. Oh,
1: yeah, I just banged out, like, two tabs, and we're like... So we're, like, we're starting this whole our deal, and, like, we're going to go to the mall, and, like... I have these, like, big you old... You want to go like,
0: crash the mall? I have, like,
1: yeah, we're going to go crash the mall. So I have, like, some, like, big old, like, old-fashioned Ray-Bans on, and uh, I'll walk around the mall, and I am literally just bugging out at some point. I'm not really bugging out, but I'm just literally just
0: walking around I just, I remember feeling, like people like at my at my craziest just acid, staring at you. where everyone's just looking at you and you feel kind of hot and bothered yeah. and like you're just generally uncomfortable being in a social situation yeah, yeah.
1: so imagine that and then at one point i had a, literally like a six-year-old kid walk up to me and we're it's like seven o'clock at night eight o'clock at night and i have like a little like a six seven-year-old kid up to walk up to me and he asks me like he looks me dead in the eye and he says why are you wearing sunglasses why are you wearing sunglasses?
0: He has a point. It is it yes. is nighttime. Yes. It's, why are you eight, wearing it's like seven,
1: eight o'clock, eight o'clock and he asked me, like, why am I wearing sunglasses? I literally wanna slap him in the face.
0: <laughs> oh, I thought you were, I thought you were gonna say no. you, got, I thought you were to I literally
1: no, I, I, I literally want to slap him in the face. I it literally terrified me so bad. And this little oh, kid, it did scare you. Oh yeah yo, it terrified me. So it this, deals with your oh, child, oh fear. my god. That's so, great. It, so this kid walks up to me, he's like, Why are you wearing sunglasses? And I didn't want to slap him so hard, and then he just walks away. He wants to go back to his mom, and his mom's looking at me like this these kids, these assholes. So like I, I walk home and uh we go back to we go back to his house and everybody's like hanging out and stuff like that. And I at this point I'm just, uh, just freaking out. I'm just so baked out of my mind. And uh Our school at the time, our school is surrounded by Just woods, just woods, just an acre of woods. So it's like literally like Probably like a two three three-acre school and then literally just surrounded by probably like a ten acres of woods.
0: Yeah, and yeah, that. that's crazy. Yeah, just some some just some crazy.
1: Yeah, just some crazy. And then so I'm like I'm I'm gonna walk home. I'm like I at this point I'm so crazy. I, we just walk home and I'm like I'm gonna walk home and everybody's like you shouldn't walk home. And
0: I'm like oh. no that's a bad idea. Well, I'm gonna
1: walk home anyway. So I literally I literally fool everybody and I literally just walk into like ten acres of woods into the dark at like eleven o'clock at night tripping. My balls off. Based on no horror lights.
0: movie tropes and cliche, and yes, you, you should be dead. Yes. Yeah. So
1: literally, I, I literally, I would say I probably walked three, four hundred yards into the woods to the point where I literally just stopped and just sat on a tree for literally like four hours. Literally and, just, and just sat what, for four just hours. Looked at
0: darkness and it nothing. Just watched
1: and darkness and listened to sounds. the sky. Could and just see the sounds sky? and. And animals around you from squirrels and whatever, just... What's the it,
0: craziest thing you think that lives in that woods?
1: Oh, no. I mean, there's foxes and... Foxes and coyotes and, you know, everything. Like birds and normal stuff. There's nothing crazy. I mean, there's nothing crazy in those woods, that, but... If you were to go into woods and listen to all the sounds around you, just imagine... Sitting there for four hours and listening to stuff, just literally, just no, no. Off.
0: I've I've gone camping a whole bunch, I know exactly the, the monotony of silent. The wilderness. thing is,
1: the big thing is, you're like, oh, Well, that's not a big deal. But the thing is, you can't see anything. So just imagine not being able to see what's around you and just listening to stuff walk around you for four hours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I went, I went eventually about four o'clock, five o'clock in the morning, the lights started to come up and I was like, I don't want to run home real fast. So I ran home. I eventually got up, just terrified as shit and just ran home. And then I uh, turned on the Disney channel and watched about four hours of the TV show Recess.
0: Fuck yeah!
1: I like recess. It's a good one. Watch <laughs> about four hours of the TV show Recess because that was about the most calming thing I could think of. Was the turn on Div- Disney Channel and just uh, mm-hmm. West these, you know, because I was literally uh the most probably about terrified that I could possibly imagine. Because you needed something to bring you, exactly. bring, you bring it down. You can't just imagine stuff. I, I can't imagine. I mean, I, I know people would like take mushrooms and stuff like that, and they'd be fine. But I can't imagine that people would. Take something and as hard as acid and yeah. sit again, imagine like being in pitch black and take something like mushrooms or acid or something like that. And then yeah. imagine having something walk like four or five feet away from you and having no
0: idea what that is. Or yeah.
1: whether whether it's because like, you can't yeah. see it. It's yeah. pitch black.
0: I I've never I've never had a <laughs> a single bad experience tripping or You know, on anything, or or even high, even stoned. So it's just really hard to even find myself in that kind of situation.
1: Nah, I'm the same kind of guy. I'm a a long time... I'm old, I guess, so (laughs) I... I, for as far as people on this uh, channel, so I'm. I, but I sure you are. Yeah.
0: you're the oldest person we've had on there. Yeah. Congratulations, oh, old man. man. Oh, that's great. We, um, we uh, <laughs> bom, bom. We, uh oh, we have crazy. a bit of an age difference, but age is just a number, baby. Yeah, absolutely. So oh, we absolutely. we also have to um, we have to we have to acknowledge that. Acid in itself is like a roller coaster. It's like you get on and you'll, yeah, you'll, make, you'll make your stops when you can, but it's a ride and you, have zero, you have zero real control over yeah, shit like, that's going on. So I am actually surprised you didn't punch that kid first off. It's like my gut instinct is probably just to be like, oh yeah, fuck you. <laughs> like,
1: I, I I am not the I was like really yes. uncomfortable. Oh my god. Like it's acid compared to mushrooms and stuff like that as far as psychedelics. Now we we we're, we're at a point now where where what's amazing is that I had kids and, and and we're looking at psychedelics as far as mushrooms and mushrooms are looking at as a cure as, for, as far as uh people that are suffering for anxiety and sure and certain muscle disorders and things like that, but LSD is LSD is a complete. It's different. pure mind oh, melt. Oh my god, LSD it's is pure a monster mind melt. compared to itself. So anytime anybody says like, "Well, no, we're looking at psychedelics now as far as treating depression and things like that," well, that's fine, but those are mushrooms. That's a big difference as far as LSD. LSD. LSD no, is LSD is LSD like you gotta you gotta there.
0: remember where yes. LSD really like came from, and that's like some MK Ultra shit. That's some like Maybe. made in a lab. To be a kind yes. of to be a drug, to be a thing, to be
1: a LSD was made to fuck you up. Like there's Absolutely. there's not there's not there's not too many drugs that are made to But it's to, all uh, chemical
0: and it's all yes, lab. Exactly. And, it's,
1: and like There's no natural quantity you
0: just, to LSD. You just finished all of Stranger Things season two, um which just came out. And it's like
1: We are we're in a good time right now, so like as far as as far as when this is time... we are literally Probably a day and a half at this moment from when Stranger Things season two just got released. Yeah, which is pretty amazing. So we're in a good three days, two days from
0: Halloween. Halloween. This is episode sixty-seven. Okay. This is like seventeen weeks away from coming out, but that's fine.
1: Oh, that's fine. (laughs) But But still acknowledging in the timeline, in the timeline,
0: it's like Stranger Things season two literally just came out. And a lot of the, like, Carrie side of Stranger Things, as mm-hmm. far as Eleven goes, is like, that's deeply steeped in conspiracy theories about MKUltra, you know, PK tests yeah. and shit like that. And, um, it's, it's just funny. Well, this is a fun time. LSD. So, like, LSD and MK Ultra.
1: We have, uh, I have two kids that are born on Halloween. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. literally, we're we are a day and a half before their birthdays. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Two days, two days and a half before their birthdays, and uh, it's a good time. So we're at that point where, you know, that's we're experiencing all that Halloween stuff, and those kids are going to grow up into a different world as they get older
0: because <laughs> they yeah. have no idea what's in, in shape for them as they get older, and that's that's fun. Because so, so what you're saying is your kids aren't gonna they're not going to do acid. No, I (laughs) hope to God my kids don't do acid. Are you
1: crazy? (laughs) Are you crazy? I I hope to God my kids don't grow up how I grew up. Even as, (laughs) even even as, uh, even as my wife sits close, I hope that, my God, that my kids will not, uh, ever, ever ever do anything Ever be like
0: either of us. No, I hope not. Like, I... That's hilarious. Like,
1: I do not mind if my kids, like, I will never mind. Like, I... I imagine that by the time my kids turn eighteen or that marijuana will be legal by that point. I hope so. I you're talking about so. like eleven years from now, yes. as far as my my oldest kid will be yeah. by that time. But it I, better fucking be. But my god, I hope my kids never do acid. That would be horrible. <laughs>
0: shit that'd be a shit. horrible well, you experience heard here, for like I, that'd be a straight experience from experience scutch it. mcgee i love that name oh my god uh, like yeah you were trying to seg us into the material that we're covering and that's about creepy kids <laughs> because you love creepy kids <laughs> Actually, I think the phrase you used last time was "nothing is more terrifying." Nothing is more terrifying. Nothing is more kids. terrifying than having creepy kids. There and is. And you a- and you are self-proclaimed to have creepy kids from time oh to time. Oh my
1: god, I have creepy kids. I have, I have the kids that stay up all night. I have the kids that that will wake you up in the middle of the night and be like, "Hey, daddy." <laughs> <laughs> I had those kids, but uh, there is nothing scarier. In this world, and creepy kids, and we talked about this in the last episode. But uh, there is nothing in this entire world, especially when you have kids, any movie that you've ever watched, or like, and I will say, like, um, I'm trying to think of like a good example of like, a, well, like, say, like the original It, the original yeah. It, or even the, the modern it, like, uh, the, the develop that you care for children in a mm-hmm. movie, as far as a horror movie greatly depends on if you have kids or not. Sure. It, we did change. say that last time. Yeah, and, yeah things change. So, like, uh, anytime that you see a movie with kids nowadays, and, and uh, there's a bunch of them, but anytime, like, you start to worry... For you you think as the parents, and that's something that you just don't experience when you're younger, where when you don't have kids, and that you don't. Even the movies, like even something simple like The Conjuring and The Conjuring Two,
0: sure, no, like exactly. something like that, yeah.
1: where like uh, where you're watching that movie and you're like, well, that's not a big deal, and but as a parent and you're watching, you you start to view the movie. It's weird. Your your perspective of a movie changes as you become a parent. So your movie. I totally get that. You know what I mean? Like so, like your your perspective changes. So like you're when like say you're watching the Conjuring movie, and we're talking about a major mainstream movie. We're not talking about anything fancy, but we're talking about a mainstream movie. Mainstream horror film. Yeah. So so the first time you watch the Conjuring, and you're not if you're not a parent. You're watching the movie as an outsider watching a family...
0: Get haunted.
1: Exactly. And it's, it's nothing more than that. You're watching the movie as an outsider getting haunted. You might be watching the, the movie as a uh, scenario as the kid, necessarily. So you're watching the movie as the person who's getting... Poltergeist, you're watching the movie as the person sure. getting possessed. And uh, you're thinking, well, that's not a big deal. But as you become a parent... Now you're watching the movie as, this is my kid becoming possessed. This is my kid being forced through the wall. This is my kid becoming forced through the ceiling. This is my kid becoming a monster in itself. Sure. And it's terrifying. That is so much more terrifying than anything
0: else in the world. Because the kids are terrifying. it's <laughs> terrifying. Because I kids are, terrifying. Kids I, are you know, fucking terrifying. On that note, I really, I have to, it's, it's really <laughs> short. It's one page. It's one page. But I, I saw this. It's called Daddy Wake Up. It's from uh, Reddit No Sleep. I have heard this before. Okay. And I, you need to read this. Okay, need I, to read I will
1: this. absolutely read this. Okay, I, I will hope, absolutely read this. I hope read. you like this. Okay. I'll scroll for you. Because it's called Daddy Wake Up. I am woken in the middle of the night in the pitch black room by the sound of little feet coming up to the side of my bed and hearing his daughter say, Daddy. I in a half stupor instinctively swing my legs out of the bed and hoist her up into my arms as I stand and carry her back to my bed. I walk her with her into my arms down a long darkened hallway and into her room and without turning any lights on I shamble over to the large outline of her bed into the corner. When I get to her bed I lean towards to it. And pull back her covers, only to be startled by seeing what she's already lying in bed. And I immediately jump back in fear and let go of what I'm holding, only to hear and make a dull thud on the carpet. But there isn't anything there.
0: That's it.
1: Oh, that's fantastic, though. That's (laughs) literally, like, what we deal with all the time,
0: though. That's That's what I'm saying. That's
1: literally what we deal with all the time, You needed to read that. Oh, my God. But that's... I, I can't...
0: A kid, a kid at the foot of your bed, going, "Daddy, I can't sleep." Some yes. some spoopies happen.
1: That is literally everything that we deal with all the time, though. As far as as far as with your kids, like it, it, it's hard to explain. Like I, I love my kids. I love well, my yeah,
0: kids, but you're also scared shitless of <laughs> your
1: kids. It, what's, what the worst part of me will say that I had no fear beating the fuck out of my kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> is that, hilarious. Does that make any sense whatsoever? Like I, I. I've seen so many horror movies as far as little kids dying and stuff like that.
0: Like there's infected zombies. Oh, shit. between like,
1: between when when it really all started, like when it, when this really all started was *Pet Cemetery. Fuck yeah, yeah like Stephen this, King. The, yeah, this really all started with *Pet Cemetery. So the, if you have never seen the original *Pet Cemetery movie, or you've never watched the original *Pet cemetery His little kid gets hit by a truck, and he goes and he needs to bring his son back to life.
0: Yep. He, he can't live his, without his boy. He can't live without his boy. You know? So he tests it first on the family cats. Yes. yes. And then the cat's kinda Weird, but it's alive, hey. Yeah, so, yeah it's
1: alive. So, so I'm gonna do, put my kid can in do here. It with my
0: kid. I'm gonna put my kid in here. So he brings his kid back. And the kid's just kinda weird. Yeah.
1: If if you've never seen Pet Cemetery, that's
0: kinda how it starts. You know Andy Andy Muschietti wants to remake that when he's done with it part two. <gasps> oh my goodness. So like so Pets Cemetery two was
1: there, there was a second movie to it that was pretty bad, but it started... didn't the, need a second. Yeah, yeah, it started the whole idea of, you know what, kids might be fucked up.
0: Children of the Corn, also Stephen yes. King, right?
1: Yes. So Stephen King, the thing about Stephen King is Stephen King is not a great horror writer. Stephen King is not a great horror writer. Like, you can read a Stephen King book and you're like, well, this isn't necessarily scary. Sure. Because there's just things that happen that will make you uncomfortable. He's great at making you uncomfortable. Because he will absolutely make you uncomfortable with things that he will do. As far as the idea of kids having sex and things like that. Because he's <laughs> like... You can read the original It book. Yes. Yeah, yes. The original yeah. It book, you're like, oh my god, all well, these kids are having sex. I yes, mean, it
0: makes sense to me. But yes. that, you know, Stephen yeah, King fan. Exactly. But any any new person just reading it for the first time, yeah, it's a little... He's not the greatest writer.
1: No, he's not. He really isn't. He'll make you uncomfortable. But he's not sure. the greatest horror writer. Nope. No. no. There, there's plenty of other guys that will... That'll scare the shit out of you much more than Stephen King will. Dude, fuck, fucking books.
0: Alvin Schultz. Like, you, you really don't even need to say anything more.
1: But Stephen King will absolutely make you feel uncomfortable. And what made Stephen King great as far as being a writer is that Stephen King will bring up subjects that most people will not write about. And one of the biggest thing that Stephen King will write about that most people will not touch is kids dying. Is kids dying. And is well, kids and
0: creepy things with kids and death with kids like Shining. Yep. Um, putting kids in danger yeah missed Stephen King tops
1: on one of the most single basic needs of human nature and that is to protect our future generations protect your young and yeah protect your future generations and there is not much more that fucks people and he goes so
0: far as saying hey like Salem's lot you're on the same side as the young and do you want to save them from from evil things and then he subverts it and he says well what if you know, Pet Cemetery. what if it's the youngins that you gotta be afraid of? Yeah, uh, Carrie, even something as simple as, you know, sure. first huge book that ever got popular, Stephen King. Like, Carrie, Stephen Teenage, teenage, teenage yes. Girl. Stephen teenage King girl. tells girl. Like, Nothing more unassuming.
1: Yeah, that you don't imagine exist until you experience those situations. Sure. Like, he's fantastic as, re- basically what Stephen King did was he basically read what his life was growing up and then he did a lot wrote, of drugs yes yeah. and then you wrote that into experiences as far as his books where you were you were an adult and you watched these kids experience what you grew up watching stand by me exactly stand by me carry it these are all books about the same thing and what it is it's the kids that were outcast growing up sure they experience horrible situations and he capitalizes on that. Yeah. And what that does is it challenges two things. One, it challenges if you are weird enough to read those books as a 13, 14-year-old kid. And you're like, wow, I can relate to that. Yeah. And that's what fucks you up. Or you read it as, a, you read it as, adult as an adult who has kids or, yeah. or parents. And you're like, wow, these might be my kids. True. And you're reading something like Pet Cemetery where, my God, my kid just got hit by a car. And now I'm going to try to bring him back to life. Demon and child. he's a monster. Zombie child. And, and it's fucked up. Like that yeah, is, it is that is fucked. I, I can't even imagine.
0: And and you're right and you're right because up. I don't I don't nearly find it as scary as you do. And I know it's just because of experience. Like That's it, it. the idea of like just about age. The idea of something like it and and
1: and we are. The last time I was on, we talked about it before it came out, and now it yeah. has already came out, and it's. Yeah it's been it's been fantastic and but but the idea is that we're not viewing I myself like the yeah. the captain I will view the movie as completely different where sure he will view that movie as as a timepiece as far as him growing up, and I will view that movie as my kids my kids sure through that situation,
0: sure. Yeah, no, I, I think the only person who made me feel that way was just Georgie. And that's just because, like, I I babysat growing up a lot. And, like, I always felt really responsible for, like, little kids that really can't take care of themselves. So I do have a lot of experience, like, um...
1: No, that was by far the most fucked up part
0: of that movie. Ab- no, absolutely. No, that so, was, that was, so for for me, it's like, that. that was like a carnal, primal instinct of, like, wanting to protect... A small child, but ultimately, like, the rest of that, I was like, yeah, like, I remember doing stupid shit as a kid. And no,
1: that, I, I can't even, I can't even explain to you, like, what that first, like, five minutes of that movie, first ten minutes of that movie, how hardcore that, that first, like, ten minutes of that movie was. terribly book accurate. Because there's, you're talking about, the first time the it movie came out was the late 80s early 90s it was 90 it yeah. was just 90 yeah it was just, it's just it's that period where most of the people that originally watched that movie they were either kind of like semi-adults they were either in their 30s already or we were just in a period where that was our original horror movie yeah, or people like my age. I am thirty five, and that was that was my like that's one of my original horror movies.
0: It was ninety. Yeah, yeah it was in the perfect time of we are just old, old enough, just old enough to movie. be terrified by a clown.
1: Exactly, I'm eight years old. I'm eight years old watching that movie. So like, the idea is that now that we are a little bit older, I am now the parent in that situation. Yes. So I went from being eight years old in that original movie to now being the parent in that. And just movie. like
0: that, twenty-seven year exactly. shift in the so, book. So you're me, learning all different kinds of
1: fear. Exactly. So the first like seven, eight minutes of that movie, I went from being, when I watched it for the first time, I'm and like, being afraid of the clown. Yeah. Now I'm to afraid, being the clown, afraid for Georgie. now I'm afraid for the kid. So yeah. that's fantastic. That's that's when you know that when you're locked on as a director, is sure. that you're literally picking on who are you going to pick up? Like that is. That's what makes a movie fantastic and I don't think people really like, kinda of realize that is that when you really when you really make a movie, you pick a certain audience that this is who you're gonna attack with that movie. Like this is Yeah. You're not gonna attack anybody from like you're not saying that I'm gonna attack everybody from twenty years old to sixty years old.
0: No, you're you say, say what type of person? I'm gonna
1: talk everybody from twenty years old or thirty years old to forty years old or something like that.
0: But what it did was say, I wanna to talk to the horror people. I want to talk to the people who can see how dark and sad and just levels of fucked up that this whole premise could be. Exactly. So it, it literally hit three aspects of everybody. He hit, the, hard hit the guy who was
1: the person who is now afraid of his kids that watched the original movie. Mm-hmm. He hit the person that was younger and never saw the eight movies before and now is just afraid of clowns. And he also sure. hit the person above that between all the other people who's just afraid of horror movies in general
0: yeah no i I knew and and i'm telling you with the people i went and saw that with that premiere that thursday um uh, we had each of those people there yeah you know we yeah. I, I watched it i caught the tail end of it when i was 10 on some kind of programming like premium cable back then 2000 it would have to be 2002 so i i just remember nightmares you know, the first movie haunted me. And then I read the book when I was 16. So six years later, I was like, time to, let's do it. Let's read that book about that clown. And then I realized it really wasn't about the clown. And then for the last, for the last nine years, then just got pumped for the new adaptation. You know, like I spent so much time waiting for someone to approach the material and it just came out super okay.
1: Yeah, oh, I it really did. No, no, I it really did. Like, I can't tell you. Like, uh, we're just getting to a point now. Like, it's amazing is that Stephen King's books, for what Stephen King is, is that Stephen King is most remembered right now, before literally this year, and we're talking about two thousand seventeen, where Stephen King's most memorable books aren't actually horror movies. They are. <laughs> no. They are the Shawshank Redemption. They're, they're, the dramas. Green, they're the Green Mile. Green Mile, yeah. Which is crazy when you think about Stephen King because he's considered a horror writer. But
0: Even my say, favorite Stephen King book is 11, 22, yeah, and that's it, yeah, it's not... Sci-fi.
1: You were not... You were literally... I can't tell you how lucky people that are just starting to get into Stephen King stuff are now because if they're my age and they're 10 years ago when I was 25... And that you're talking about mid nineties and stuff like that, or or mid two thousands, or you're talking about when I was, you know, fifteen and stuff like that, which is mid nineties. Yeah, talking, he just wasn't putting a, there wasn't good movies based off Stephen King. Books. No, no, there wasn't. I mean, no. it was literally just it was really just overtrap. yeah, it was
0: just crap. Put on crap. Put on crap. Even the original Pet Cemetery wasn't wasn't great. And that's what
1: that's what's amazing about Stephen King is. Stephen King is not a horror writer. Like it's it's Stephen King is considered a horror writer, but I would never consider Stephen King to be a horror writer. I would be I would always consider Stephen King to be the guy who makes you feel uncomfortable. And that's what I would always consider Stephen King. So now you are just getting to an age where people are like, you know what, we can take this stuff. Because people are starting to be okay with it now. Much more than they would ago. About 20 the level of
0: how fucked up. Some how of the fucked Stephen up things King can be? stuff. Yeah.
1: Because Stephen King is fucked up. Stephen King will write stuff that you'd be like, Jesus Christ. Who thinks read about it? this? Well yes. who yeah. would read this? Like we, we who mentioned who would read this. We mentioned
0: nineteen twenty two just came out. I loved it. And yeah, it's just a brutal it's just a brutal flick. It's it's just it's a little too real. And so is Gerald's game. You know, same yeah. also Netflix. Um, oh, no,
1: Netflix the, is smashed. Both of
0: them are just Stephen too yeah. are just too real. Real, really and then and the the de-gloving in Gerald's game like nothing has made me crawl like my skin crawl as much as watching that scene and like that couldn't have come out 10 years no, it ago
1: it, it couldn't could what happen. the
0: f-? no not not happen. even it couldn't happen. No way. Um, I do need to read a story just to, to break up the conversation. Uh, this is the creepy kids special. We are reading creepy kids stories. So <laughs> I don't I need to get back to that because all of the stories that I have are about creepy kid experiences. So Yeah, it's
1: my fault. I apologize. If no, you don't like creepy kids, that is my fault because I dislike creepy
0: kids. We've read a couple about creepy kids. Yeah, there are yeah. a couple I can think of, but this is like This is just a full episode creepy kid stories. So this one's called Don't Lie to Your Kids, Trust Me They Know. Um No, I was a pretty gullible kid. I'll say I'll say that outright. I think my dad my dad could have told me, you know, the sky was made out of like blue Kool-Aid and I would have been like, Yo That's cool and then tell like eight people. So my 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 dad
1: once told me when I was about seven years old, we went to McDonald's and got a happy meal. Yeah, and I ordered the chicken nuggets. Yeah, man. And I asked my dad where chicken nuggets come from. Yeah, and he told me that they come from baby chickens.
0: That's pretty fucked up. Did yeah. you believe him? Yeah. Well, and stop yeah. eating them, or well, did you keep I eating don't like them? To eat them. <laughs> but see, I would have stopped. No, but I believe that for little chickies
1: a, are so cute, though. I, I literally believe that for a good, like. No one thought it came like 15, 16 years oh, old. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they became... Absolutely.
0: Pretty, the thing. process is... It's too extensive for... But I want you to really think about how fucked be- up it is. No, it's really fucked <laughs> up. I, I don't know if my dad... I don't know if my dad was nearly as sadistic, but... No, right. that, but that's, um that's my, uh, that's my father, so... No, my dad's a giant troll, so he definitely would have... He definitely would have said shit like that. It's just yeah. I can't think of anything... Um, this is from Reddit. No sleep. Don't don't lie to your kids. Trust me, they know. Yeah. I wouldn't. Again, just clarification. I wouldn't have. When I was a kid, I knew there was a monster in the attic. Yeah. You know, it already sounds like me. You know, and all that I I would need is my parent to say like, Hey, there's one up there, and I'd be like, Well, I guess we got a monster. And at first, my parents were <laughs> indulgent. They bought me a nightlight, and on really bad days, they let me sleep in their bed. It's it is me. However, as time went on, they got less and less patient with me, told me I needed to grow up, that big girls aren't scared of monsters, well, well, I'm a big boy, and I was scared. No matter how many times they told me monsters weren't real, I knew they were lying. The access to our attic was in my room, and most nights the hatch inched upwards as I lay paralyzed with fear on the bed below. I saw the monster watching me and listened to it breathe heavy and deep. When I'd call for help, the attic hatch would always be closed by the time one of my parents came to my rescue. This fear persisted so long that I was taken to a therapist. She talked down to me in that diabetically sweet fake voice adults use to bullshit kids they think are too dumb to know better. We acted out scenes using puppets, and she encouraged me to draw the monster. That was easy. I'd seen it clearly on many nights, a long neck, undersized head and one glaring red eye like a lamp right. That's pretty fucked up. Oh yeah. Ultimately <laughs> yeah, deep ocean shit. Ultimately therapy didn't pan out. I worked out some anti monster measures of my own. When went home alone on, on its ass. Marbles on the floor and spike pit in the back. The blanket was my force field. As long as monsters couldn't see me, it would get bored and retreat into the ceiling. I actually I've talked with another person on this show about this method. It's the, the blanket method. Hiding from things. Even on the hottest of nights, I remained curled under a thick comforter. I also held it above me when I had to get up and use the bathroom. The monster hated water, too. I'd load up a plant spraying bottle and squirt at it, causing it to hiss and retreat. Is it a fucking cat? Eventually, I caused it enough trouble that the monster got fed up and went to find another kid to scare my parents breathed a sigh of relief and never brought it up again. Well, last year I visited my parents in their home, somewhere in the reminiscing and my mom brought up the attic monster. She laughed, but I was intrigued. Retrieving a ladder from the basement, I prepared to face my childhood fears. The attic had been sealed off and insulated by the time my parents bought the place, though it, was, it used to be part of the house. There was some forgotten wicker furniture and other assorted junk, and oddly, a camcorder. (laughs) I brought it downstairs and popped tape in my parents' old VCR expecting old family movies. I was not prepared to see my younger self on the screen, staring up from my bed directly into the lens of the camera. You had a creeper living in your fucking house. Oh yeah, fuck yeah. That's horrible. It wasn't a tiny head, it was was a camera. Oh, that's horrible. It was a camera. You had a creeper. So that's the story about a creeper hiding in a girl's attic.
1: No, that's horrible.
0: <laughs> you didn't like that. No, I do not like stuff like that. <laughs> no, I'm glad that you're enjoying this. <laughs>
1: no, I do not still like stuff like
0: that. No, like,
1: literally, I, I can't... It, it's hard to explain to people, like... Like, there's times where I wake up, like... Imagine going to sleep, and then... And then waking up and in seeing somebody like standing over top of you, right? Like, we we had this discussion yeah, yeah, last time. It, it, it's and my
0: and my gut reaction was I would probably kick it or it, punch it or get get the so, fuck out so of there. So
1: imagine that's every day of your life.
0: Like <laughs> so, you're saying as yes. a parent? No,
1: as a parent, that is every day of your life. Like you. You
0: wake up with a child at the yes, foot of your bed. Exactly.
1: So as you get older, you sleep longer. So like as. So as an adult, you sleep from say you'll sleep from like nine o'clock to six o'clock or nine o'clock to seven o'clock or eleven o'clock to seven o'clock or some shit like that. Yeah. But as a kid, as a kid, you're like, oh, wow, I'm just gonna sleep from like ten o'clock to like two o'clock in the morning. You sleep like four yeah. o'clock. You sleep like four hours. Yeah. So like for literally your kid is running around for like three four hours before you wake up. Now you might like bump into it or something like that. You'd be like, oh, you bump into. It. You don't think much of it, but. You go back to sleep. I'm a
0: very light sleeper. Does that change with having children? No, it doesn't. Okay.
1: It doesn't. So, like... So, your kid's literally just running around. So, your kid has, like, four hours of sleep, and he's just running around and shit like that. And next thing you know, like, he decides he wants to talk to you. And it's like... He's standing next to your bed. (laughs) He's like, it's like five o'clock, six o'clock in the morning, so you're dead tired, because you've been working all day long and shit like that. And you're just... You're just tired. It's five o'clock in the morning, and your kid's literally... Standing next to you when he wakes you up in the morning, shaking awake, he's like, "Hey, hey daddy, hey, hey,
0: hey,
1: yeah, hey, how's it going?" Yeah, my hey, yeah, That reaction yeah. would. Yeah, he want to beat the fuck out of him to beat the punch. Them. <laughs> yeah, You yeah. just want to beat the crap out of him. The thing is, so like, my daughter, my daughter's birthday today. So, like, my daughter's birthday today. She wants to be like a firefighter. It's like she loves the word, the firefighter's costume. so She has like this fake axe that comes with yeah, like firefighter's costume. Yeah. So, like, I will wake up and probably next, like, five to ten days and my daughter will probably wake me up with that fire axe and she will smash it into my chest. Oh, my God. And, and like, that's I how I will wake up that. one day. Jesus that, that, Christ. Yeah, that's how I will probably wake up one day. Probably the next, like, five to ten days is that my daughter will think it's funny as shit to <sighs> wake me up banging that axe into my chest. No way. But what I think about is what if that was a real axe and she just smashed a real and fucking axe and she just went and her on you because yeah. she's been I awake I love that movie she's been awake for the last three hours I haven't been awake she so what if she whatever. walks into my basement finds something that I chopped down trees with and shit like that picks up that axe and decides that hey I'm going to wake up daddy with this fire axe He smashes that shit Into the middle of my chest At 6 o'clock in the morning When I'm sleeping And that's what's so terrifying About kids Is that they don't think About anything like that They're just like Hey this is such a fun game Yeah No you're right I'm a fireman today smashing his ex Into my daddy's chest
0: (laughs) <laughs> my brain kind of goes the other way, though. My brain kind of goes to, like, and this is just a, from, ex- I don't have a child. I, this is just from my experience babysitting is, like, having to do, like, an overnight thing or waiting for a parent to get home late and, like, kind of falling asleep but knowing you have to put the, the kid down first. Like, I've had so many times where I've, like, dozed off on a couch Two or three o'clock in the morning, and I I wake up and the kid's sitting right fucking next yeah. to me. Now I feel super shitty because their parents about to be home, and I got I got I got to put this kid back to bed. But part of me is more worried not that they're gonna kill me, but more like what did they get into while I was asleep? Like alone. like Damn. what if something were to happen to them? Yes. Like find something and hurt themselves. Like kids are just fucking. As Henry Zebrowski would say, uh, Legos trying to build a body and just make it to the end of that booklet before being, like, broken into a thousand pieces, because that's what a growing human is. Sure. Um... And it's just, like, shit. And you're saying, like, nah, they're gonna find an axe and murder me in my fucking bed. <laughs> yeah. I'm more so, worried, so like, like, it's gonna find yes. the detergent and drink it because no. it looks, like, No, so, cool. you, so you're,
1: you're worried about what the kid's gonna do. So like, you're worried about what the kid's gonna do to himself. And I am much more worried about what the kids, what the kids do, do to me. To me, what is that kid going to do to uh, no, me? No, that I just wanted to yes. cite that that's yes. the exact yeah, well, that's difference. a big difference. Oh, that's a massive that's the difference. Exact oh, my difference. God. So, but the big thing to think about is that when we get, to, we're at the stage now where we're watching stuff and we're like, well, what is this? What is my kid taking out of this? What is my kid taking out of this sure, movie? Sure, yeah. What is we were my about kid? T- yeah, yeah. Earlier. What is my kid taking out of this show or something like that? And uh, your kid isn't taking out of like. There's there's not many shows where a kid is harming himself. But you will ten times watch a show where a kid is harming somebody else or a kid is just casually like smashing somebody in the head with something or sure. smashing somebody in the face with something like that. And that's really what it and, and I'm I'm big into the family as as far as teach your kid how to be respectable and your kid will be a respectable person or a, Teach your kid not to really trust in the video games or some shit like that, and then yeah, you you know, yeah. So I I, I I didn't, I didn't
0: get to play like violent video games until I, you know, was thirteen, fourteen. I am big
1: into that, but I'm also into the family of my kid probably watches weird shit on Netflix or Hulu or whatever that I've never probably seen before, and he's probably seeing shit that I have no control over whatsoever. So it's completely he's possible that his he, own mind, yeah. he's building his own mind whatsoever, so that if he's watching something where somebody that he's been watching on Netflix for the last two months, all of a sudden has an episode that says, hey, grab that fucking bat and smash your dad into the head with it while he's <laughs> sleeping, he's going to do that shit, and that's going to fucking be appreciate it for me. <laughs>
0: This would be pretty bad you for seem, me as a you uh, like, so you seem like way too paranoid to have made it this far in your life. <laughs> That's the I, impression I did.
1: I don't I don't want to be the, the dad where like somebody calls up that listens to this episode and and uh be like, Hey, I listened to this guy talk before and there's a good chance that he's gonna just fucking kill his kids. <laughs> I, mean, like, I, no, I, I don't, know where that's going, where people are like, hey, like this fucking guy like hates his kids. I mean, no, he you love trust your his kids. kids. I do.
0: I've, I love my kids. I've hung out with you and your kids. I do not trust my kids whatsoever. <laughs> <less than>
1: <laughs> but I love them. I love them to death, but I didn't trust them. So, believe me, believe me. if my kids kill me, it's okay with me okay it's okay with me i'm not gonna hurt my kids
0: on on this on that note can you start reading this one (laughs) can you at least read the first page if not Uh, do you want to split it no i was
1: all right I'm a
0: good parent this one's I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to say don't just jump into it this one's called I'm a good parent which is I, that's exactly what your conversation yes, yes. just one is like I love yes. my kids yes. I love my kids but I might I might kill them yes this is from Reddit no sleep alright I, I am a good parent
1: I have two they are beautiful and one is adventurous boy at the age of four, yet respectful beyond his years, and the other is an effeted bundle of babbles. six m- Babbles. <laughs> Bables? Bables. is that babbles? Babbles. Uh, babbling. Babels.
0: Babels. Uh, six Baby miles beyond her.
1: Together they are overflowing respectful of love for my husband and me, and we want to teach our children to be the best that they can be in the world. We are the breeders of curiosity and intelligence. And some parents refuse to explain things to their children. They command them and expect them to adhere to their regulations without provisions and any justifications. Because I said so, some don't want to elaborate on the happenings around them. It just is that way to stop asking questions, don't worry about it. And I believe that those parents just don't want to think too hard. They're conditioning their offspring to be as ignorant of our realm as they are. But no, not us. All children should understand that the world around them We want to question it, scrutinize it, struggle with it, and come to our own conclusions. And most adults really don't underestimate the capacity of children, for they have comprehension. We know better than that. We are better than that. We have two, and we're going to make them magnificent. In the instance of our oldest inquiries, mom and dad, why are you throwing away the lasagna you made the other day? We don't reply, because it's bad now. What will you learn from that? Of course, he loves and trusts his parents in it, and may accept it as a valid answer, but do we want him to follow us blindly forever? Absolutely not. He and his sister are to be our checks and balances when we age potentially and lose our open-minded focus. The elderly can be so stubborn. So instead, we construct a clear observation box of Tupperware to keep the Lasani instead of throwing it away. And after a few days, the leftovers spill and the nasty remnants are for him to investigate. Ooh, that's so, why are we throwing that away to the leftovers? Because they were getting bad? Exactly, he's so smart. So we We're doing a fantastic job as parents. Is that is that
0: how you oh, are? Oh my God!
1: It's so horrible! It's so horrible because we make them eat those leftovers, and we're like, we don't want to waste money. We don't want to money. It's what it is. Like that's that's what being a parent is. This is I can't explain to you like how accurate. Let that is. I'm investigate. Oh my God! So we had two. you are going to be perfect, as parents know. Children are such curious creatures, A, they are not ours in the day to. Provide Experiment on each question our little boy has. Instead, we will usually lead him back to not, a path to critical thinking. When he asks us why we carry back, why do you think it would be like that? He'll ponder and fumble his way to a few conclusions. Usually it'll need some boost into the right direction. One night he called for us to his bed as he was talking to our lightest ladies. Mom, Dad, I heard something in my closet. What was that? My husband chuckles as we come to his aid. Well, okay, what do you think it was? I think. Was a monster or a ghost coming to take me away. Have you seen one of those before? Have you heard about them on the news? Well, no. Just stories of other kids, but I never saw them. A little one considered other possibilities. Maybe it was an animal. That was much more plausible than a supernatural being. He's on the right track. I claimed it on an investigation. Honey, we are in a safe place, here, right. My little detective agreed. Why don't we check to see what it was? nervously slid out of the covers and patted us over to the closet door. There was a sliding door and we kept his clothes on top and a small table with our supplies to the floor. There was a cup of crowns that might have been seated too far to the edge of the table and the gravity finally got to him. There was a rainbow of wax sticks sprawled on the floor leaving light marks on the white door and as I assumed our brilliant mini man came to the conclusion all on his own, he would pave the way for his sister. We have two, they're essentially, already brilliant. On an already different occasion he asked, why do I have these bumps on my arms sometimes? We led him to deduct the situation around the occurrences. Why I'm usually sitting still and I am cold. Why does my body do that? And since we can't read our DNA instructions within our home, we resorted to our research. We cannot perform any intricate Google search, so we'll be forming so we'll be typing his fingers. We discovered instances of cooling temperatures that our body are by our raising goosebumps in order to create insulation. It is working to make us warmer. Happy with his answer when way is such a good child. We have two, and they're on our way to being great. Other times, such extensive questioning, just isn't a viable option. Some days, sometimes, honey, my husband and I tarried along our children to the local park. I was creating my youngest when our boy walked to us, feeling his fingers. There's a woman watching me a lot, and I don't know why. We surveyed the park around us, but we did not see any woman staring at him. Maybe it was an parent that didn't trust her children around her, or just watched our boy flock around her babe. It was a full ground on a beautiful day, but it was obvious that our buddy was unnerved. And we asked him if he was safe enough to investigate, and he said no. Proud of his deduction, we let him know that we were glad that he would recognize that he felt uncomfortable and had come to us for support. And we left the party explaining to him that sometimes you cannot investigate if it's not safe, but it gave him some deduction to try to ease his mind. He wasn't happy with his answer, so we advised him to some scientist. And they don't always have all the information that they need, so they can't finish their research. And every so often, one just has to move on to the next excursion without a real answer. And we have two, and they're going to be revolutionary. My daughter had a fever the other night, and I cradled her as she sweat. And my son asked me why his dear sister isn't feeling too well. And I told him we weren't so sure, but the doctor said he wouldn't pass. And he was visibly upset, and as an older brother I pined him to see that his sister was in any kind of discomfort. And I placed her in a crab with the fan on, and I left her brother there to stroke her butting hair across her forehead. And I said, I just wanted to let you know why her head her little sister. I want you to make you feel better. And we have two in there loving creatures. And I tried to distract myself with the television, and my husband w- was away on the business trip, and I managed to zone out into my nap. And later I woke and left the room and check on my daughter and see what my son was getting into. On my way, I noticed my father's toolbox was open on the floor. And meticulous of a man he was, it was odd to see the box open and a couple of the ink were missing. I became irritated at my husband, as I know that I did not leave this array here. I went to my youngest one's nursery, and there her brother was investigated as to why my sweet little sister had such a fever. He was in the crib with her, and he had screwdrivers and it was a mess. He was the reason I have one. Mom, I was trying to look and see what my sister had hurts. I still haven't found any booze in her. It is okay, I'm a good parent. I remember the situation because now I have none. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How did you feel about oh, that? That's story? my kids. That's my kids. Like I, I can't I can't explain to you. Like that is You feel like your older is just God. one day gonna be like, Hey, this little one doesn't work right and kill it and you're gonna have to kill your kid. That's what you're saying? Like you we, we were
1: talking about is that like we we really talking about is that they have one kid who is a perfect angel. As far as, like, my, this is what's most fucked up about this story. Yeah. One, my daughter is my youngest child, and my son is my oldest child, and my son is a special needs kid, so my son regularly questions why my daughter acts the way she does. Sure. And it's completely possible that my daughter cries or wants to bother my son. Something as far as, I want to play with his toy or I want to play with something like that, that my son would react in a way he would say is, why does she want to play with that stuff?
0: Yeah.
1: And that he would take care of that situation. So yes, that's fucked up. That's fucked up. Yeah, that is fucked up.
0: Very, thank you. (laughs) I'm glad that you're enjoying this. Um, I know you're probably not. I know that you probably don't think these stories are too great. But um, I think... I think that one was very well written. That was very good. That was very ruined. Um I'm, I'm probably going to read the, the last story, and then we could just have some general discussion. Um, this last story is called The Toy Doctor, also from Reddit No Sleep. All children believe their toys can speak to them. I just grew out of it. I, you know, I, I loved this as a kid. I loved talking to inanimate things. Oh, I was the creepy kid in my family. Yeah. Like, you... Yeah... Yeah, I was the one who sat at the, you know, the edge of my parents' beds. Yeah. it's good <laughs> stuff. I was engaged to a man in the city when I was young. It ended in tears, and when I moved back home, I knew I wasn't meant for that kind of life. So with a small loan from my father, I turned an abandoned storefront on Birch Street into a toy hospital. I don't think she's fixing toys. I think no. she's fixing children. No. It was never a very lucrative job, but I enjoyed my work. I made enough to furnish the little apartment above the shop and keep myself with a large enough supply of books. The kids in town knew me as a toy doctor and always brought treats to the shop when I finished a repair. I was good at the work, good at sewing and oiling small gears. I could send a toy back looking brand new. I would whisper to them as I fixed them, and they told me their secrets right back the usual, a teddy bear would come in with half his stuffing missing and an explanation of we were just having too much fun. A doll with roller skates annoyed at being stuck inside. Sometimes they were sadder. Some kids just didn't like their toys. Unwanted ones that would get thrown down the stairs, brought in by unaware parents. Others spoke of painful sibling rivalry, bullying, or emotional battering by parents. I would try to whisper back support and advice to give the owner some strength when their friend was returned to them. The first one to Make my heart stop was a Raggedy Ann that belonged to a local banker's six year old daughter. That's, um, that's Annabelle. Yep. Annabelle was a Raggedy Ann.
1: Yeah.
0: She came in with half of her hair pulled out. I went to fetch the yarn and the needles. Raggedy Ann's thankfully use a very common and expensive yarn hair. When I was threading the needle, I heard her whisper Daddy comes into her room at night. It makes her hurt and cry. Mommy won't listen. Face frozen, that's terrible, is all that could come out of my mouth. She wants it to stop, but doesn't know how. I steal myself, making the first stitch to her head. Can you ask her to leave you on the stairs one night? She's quiet for a moment. We'll get in trouble. Would having him gone be worth it? She doesn't respond, so I finish sewing the yarn back on. Sally is delighted when she comes to get her, and I notice that she won't look her father in the eye. I found the newspaper article a week later. Found dead in his home ruled an accident, a fall down the stairs. I clipped it and I kept it. Sally's raggedy Ann never turned up again and my job returned to normal. Then today happened. Most of the time the toys I fix are brought in by their owners' children. I know most of the people in town so billing isn't a huge deal. My prices are fair, only rarely does a parent bring in the toy. Mr. Markowitz was a science teacher at the local high school. He was a tall, thin man with slightly too long hair and horn-rimmed glasses. He came in clutching the doll in his hands. It was Natalie's favorite. Susan doesn't play with it much, but I can't bear the thought of throwing away something she loved so much. I nodded. Natalie Markowitz's death had been a tragedy for the whole town. She had been the well-loved town librarian for years. No one knew what had possessed her to drive into the path of oncoming traffic on the highway that night. The library had been closed since. I picked the doll up. I recognized her immediately. She was one of the original string pull Talking Dolls. I must have fixed dozens of them my first few years working. The Same blonde pigtails and neat white skirt and red sweater, they called her Babbling Betty. Babble Betty, treated as a family heirloom, a collectible. Susan Markowitz was nearly a teen. She was unlikely to actually play with her anymore, if ever. I pulled the string only to hear a slow, crackly moan luckily i still had nearly a dozen spares for this from dolls that turned out to be damaged beyond repair left in my office parts when i set aside my tools and pulled the string on the doll's back it let out a perky actress's voice saying mama (sighs) then in a lower tired tone i would have expected out of a war veteran betty said i can't do this what can't you do anymore, I asked, putting away my tools in the drawer and reaching for the washcloth to wipe the doll's plastic skin. I expected something about hearing Susan and Mark grieving. I did not expect what I heard next. I kept the shadows away from Natty for so many years. They would come out of the closet, and I would try with all my might, pull my own string and yell out into the night. It scared her sometimes. Wake her up. She never saw the shadows scatter when I did. She sighs, hearing a doll sigh as a strange thing. It sounded as though she could use a good drink. We know a little bit about that. Then she put me away, (laughs) in the garage where I couldn't even know if they were still coming for her. When Mark brought me out, they had already gotten her. Another long pause as I wiped away all signs of age from her limbs. I thought maybe they were gone closet again last night. I was on the top shelf above them. I pulled my string so hard I pulled it loose and toppled off the shelf. That woke Susan but when the shadows scattered I heard one of them laugh when I lay there on the floor. I can't do it anymore. (laughs) I never considered myself a very religious woman but I did believe. I believed as hard as I could as I brought my tools back out and opened Betty back up. The small metal crucifix fit neatly into the spot between her voice box and the plastic square covering it that I screwed back into place. When you go back, get onto her bedside. The closer you are, the easier it will be to protect her. Betty looked at me with her solid plastic dark brown eyes. The shadows might find you. I smiled softly. I have an advantage. All the toys here? They all still tell me what they see at night. Then I fixed her dress and went to call Mr. Markowitz and tell him the job was done. Not so much creepy kids as it was like creepy dolls, but I mean, you know, creepy dolls for creepy kids. All right. So
1: what's amazing about the story is that I used to, I grew up into a middle class, mid class family. And as we would redecorate our house and things like that, my mother my mother was a huge Raggedy Ann doll fan.
0: Huge. Uh, same with my mom. To the
1: point that we actually had...
0: We were a, lower class to we, higher class,
1: but my mom had a Raggedy we Ann. Had a room a, we had a room called a Raggedy Ann room where my mom was a massive Raggedy Ann collector and she probably had somewhere between 40 and 50 Raggedy Ann dolls combined with porcelain dolls and things like that. So when we were redecorating our house, and let's say my room was getting done, things like that. I had to sleep into that
0: room. Fuck that, man! Fuck so there that. was
1: a literally there was this room where we literally had fifty to sixty Raggedy Ann dolls surrounding the back of the room, and there was a mirror into the front of the room where you would sleep. So when you were sleeping in the bed, you could look into the mirror and, and what see you would all see the dolls. Is, is that you would see all, the, all dolls the dolls on the wall behind you? Fuck no. So, literally, I spent two years in that room. Holy shit. while that room was getting
0: redone. No wonder why you're a haunted so, fucking individual.
1: But, as far as we are wrapping around, to had fun on this, fun stories. I had a buddy of mine who, when we were talking about the acid farm back when we were all doing LSD back in the day, is that room still existed in my house in the acid farm when we were all doing LSD at my house, and that room became the acid farm. So, that was the Raggedy Ann room, and I had a buddy who locked himself into that room after taking a bunch of hits of LSD. And, for like six hours, he spent six hours in that room on LSD into that Raggedy Ann room.
0: You think he experienced something? I
1: remember that he came out of that room, literally five hours later, he was banging on the door, and we opened that door for him, and he was crying and he had Telemundo on the TV. <laughs> Telemundo. <laughs> he Telemundo. He was watching Spanish TV. On TV he was crying. And there was dolls laying around the bed of the room. And I remember that. And he was terrified. He never went back into that room ever again. That's a fucking nightmare, dude. He came over to my house a bunch of times after that. But he never, ever decided to go back. Yeah, he would never go back into the mm. room. He would never even look at it again.
0: My, uh, my rich aunt has a large house and, and one of her guest rooms and I remember staying with her maybe twice as a younger kid. Just when the parents really needed me to fucking go somewhere with uh with or without siblings. Sometimes we'd all go to different places. My aunt had a clown room. Yeah. Think eighties kind of watercolor sad clown paintings.
1: Oh yeah. Send the clowns. Oh shit. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, but yeah. like oh, porcelain yeah. no, oh, porcelain yeah. Oh, yeah. clowns
0: stuffed dolls, oh, yeah. like it's some haunting shit and I had to sleep in a bunk bedroom uh, by myself and naturally I would take the top bunk and the entire time whenever anything would move, I would think there was always something in that lower bunk oh. beneath me. And you know, I would mostly put the creepy clown dolls down True. there and uh, no absolutely every single one of them but but the thing was is like no matter where you were sleeping, on that gap in the wall, where the bed is. There would always be one or two clown pictures right there. So, like, if you were to turn and, and face that wall, you'd be staring at a fucking clown to go to sleep. And every time, I would take them, I would take them off the wall and put them on the lower bunk and, and just let them go and, and, and never deal with them. And my aunt, after seeing this, tells me this. Most of this stuff, she got from her, her mother... Who is my father's grandmother? Yeah. They just didn't want to get rid of it, and it was all her shit. When my dad was a was at the my age at that time, I was probably eight. He used to take the pictures down too yeah. to sleep on what was just a single twin sure. at that point, not a bunk bed, but a twin. Would take the fucking pictures down and put them on the bed and just and just be like, okay, out of sight, out of mind. One day he forgets that he left the picture on the bed when he's running around, and he comes running into the room and jumps on the bed and sends both of his knees through a fucking glass frame clown picture, blood and shit everywhere. So yeah, clown room is is eternally I mean, fucked up in my mind.
1: Really, th- really think about that. As far as as far as. Kids and being afraid of no, shit. Yeah, I mean, really think about that as not even just kids being afraid of, of shit, but just think about it as far as kids growing up and adults growing up. Is that why are we all afraid of the same shit? Like, why are we?
0: There's a story. Exactly. There's a story that's a lot like
1: that. Yeah. Like why why are we
0: all afraid of same stuff? Why are we? Why is everybody afraid of clowns? Why is this? This is going to be on? the only thing that doesn't make sense. With the rest of your stories, because I themed everything to be about kids. This isn't about kids. Yeah. But there is a story that starts that way, and I believe it's only a page or two. But I think we should read it if that's how you're, if that's how you're feeling. Yeah, I mean, it really is like, so just because it sounds exactly like what you're saying, and sure. it'll bring it the, into a good conversation. It,
1: it, it's kind of scary, like I mean, before we before we start reading this, like we're going to talk about it, but like. It's kind of it's kind of weird that everybody experiences the same fear into multiple objects, but they're they're relatively the same. And they're as far as dolls and kids and clowns and things that are supposed to make us that we would generally describe as happy events. And and why is it that we are all afraid of the same things? Yeah. I mean, why is it like that? Literally, that when we talk about things, like
0: why isn't somebody afraid of? I think it falls into the line of. Something being surreal. Exactly. Clowns and dolls aren't human, but they look it. But why? But why? And there's something surreal but about were- seeing something that's not quite the same. Because if you think about Nietzsche and sure. you know the reflection of the self, and we're talking psychology now... Yeah. If we're talking about the mirror moment that yeah. that children have, it's when they they recognize conscience. Yeah, is when you have a six month old look in the mirror and react to it and realize that that's what humans look like, and that's yeah. how humans act. But what I'm saying is that why why are why are, why is everyone, despite their upbringing, afraid of these specific exactly things? things.
1: Like so why so why is so why is, when we're talking about... Why is the same person from the 1920s afraid of clowns as the same as the person from the 2020s com- sure. scared of clowns? Sure. When we see if all the same things, or why is the same person scared of the same exact thing? Why is that passed along through stories along the entire way from the 1900s or the 1800s sure. to the 2000s, things like that? Sure. Why is it always the same things? Like You'll get your casual person as like, well, I hate sharks and things like that, or mm-hmm. I hate snakes and things like that. But why are why are the same people like scared of clowns? And why are the same people so, scared of kids? And why are the same people scared of So I would I would blame like I would
0: blame perception and the idea of surrealism, like people not realizing that something isn't like them and the confusion of the unknown that comes with that. Sure. But this but this story, you're really gonna enjoy this. It's it's I'm just gonna read it really quick. Oh, it's yeah, called, absolutely. It's saying it's saying the answer to that question you just yeah. asked is something called genetic memory, which they're going to it, it's describe in this story. But, but we
1: talk about how genetic. We talk about how genetics and DNA is passed down from people yeah. to people, and we talk about how our kids and our are going to be the scared. Like we want our kids to be exactly how we are, and that's how we talk about. Like we we talk about how. If I'm super athletic, I want my kids to be super athletic. Sure. But To become that, something has to be passed down to that children or to that child that would make that him become treat. super athletic. Mm-hmm. So what if our darkest fears are absolutely passed are down? Also passed. To down to that child, yeah. and that's what's crazy about it, is that. Uh, so say something that's you're like, well, that can't be real. That can't be real. So say something like somebody was attacked by something or yeah, somebody saw something that that can't be real, but. We are passing that
0: down that to gets our down, children. That gets down, that down to impressionism, to- I guess. I guess uh, children are known to imitate their parents and and get under, like we were saying, gullible. Like uh, the impression, if if someone scoffed or made a shitty face at one of those clown paintings, I yeah. probably went, "Okay, I'm not supposed to like this." Yeah, and that's probably like my shorthand answer. Sure. But what this story, and I feel like what you're trying to say, is it's just a little bit more, like, historically and almost era-driven. Like, it's it's something that's, like, a fear that's passed on. Sure. So, yeah. Genetic memory. Yep. This is from Creepypasta. So this is first first and only creepypasta read right on the, this episode. This is also from uh, the only reason I thought of it is because it's on a last podcast episode, um, one of their Creepypasta episodes. It's so short, so it's easy to, to read and just talk a little bit about. Many classic horror icons, such as Geiger's Xenomorph or Silent Hill's Pyramid Head, and other disturbing creatures share common characteristics. Pale skin, dark sunken eyes, elongated faces, sharp teeth, the like... These images inspire horror and revulsion in many, and with good reason. The characteristics shared by these faces are imprinted in the human mind. Many things frighten humans instinctively. The fear is natural, and does not need to be reinforced in order to terrify. The fears are species-wide, stemming from dark times in the past when lightning could mean the burning of your tree home, thunder could be the approaching gallops of the stampede, predators could hide in the darkness, and heights could make poor footing lethal. The question you have to ask yourself is this, what happened deep in the hidden eras before history began? That could affect the entire human race so evenly as to give the entire species a deep, instinctual, and lasting fear of pale beings with dark, sunken eyes, razor-sharp teeth, and elongated faces. Just be careful out there.
1: See, I love that.
0: I knew you would. Yeah, no, I, knew I you love would.
1: that. No, I love that. Because my whole thing is, what are your, what have your ancestors not told you? Like what have they not told you? And I I'm at the firm belief that uh you will never know everything that is happening. Like we, we will never know everything we that is happening. We already don't. We have no idea what's happening. we we live these we were at the point now where we live we have been so cycled into these routine lives. The machine. Yes. We are we are so recycled into the machine now that we're we know exactly what we have to do, we have to work have to work we have to make money we have to pay our bills we have to watch tv we have to wake up go to sleep we have to participate we have to eat TV so you you're just participating you're participating the to the machine and moving on from that but what if the stories and every occasionally horror movie that you watch or things like that what if these are breaks into is showing you what is really going on that way. Cra-
0: glitches in the matrix exactly. cracks in reality exactly. I, I love that conspiracy theory. so director
1: shit. directors and things like that and our best directors that show us our best horror movies our best horror movies are are really just showing us what is really happening around us that we' when we watch a movie like such as the conjuring or Annabelle or anything like that that people are really just showing us movies that are are actually happening that these are stories that are passed down from they
0: they are based on factual poltergeist hauntings. exactly that is is ed and lorraine warren that's
1: five generations of people saying just saying that
0: this shit went nuts (laughs)
1: this shit this shit is happening that i saw this and my kids saw this and the kids after my kids saw this and my kids after this kid saw this but we hide that because we want to protect our children. We want to protect our offspring and things and like that. And we also but
0: gladly, I feel like we we don't stare into the void as a race. Like sure. there's there's a clear difference between the people that want to look into that shit and the people who choose to live a blissfully ignorant kind of just making their own purpose. The French, the
1: French lily have a word or a phrase and I can't remember off I wish I could remember off the top of my head but the French literally have a word for to stare into the void and it is the same thing as far as when you're driving down the highway and if you were to decide to say hey I'm going to make a left into traffic on the highway yeah it is staring into the void and I can't I can't think of the word off the top of my head, but it is the most terrifying thing if you really think about it. It is. It really is. is accepting that, it, yeah, the it is accepting,
0: behavior of it, a yeah. of a small being on a marble in a giant galaxy. It really is through space yeah. around a giant flaming planet. It is the most terrifying thing
1: that there there is. There is actually countries that have a saying for the situation where you're talking about. Just, yeah, the
0: French are cool.
1: Yeah, you're. <laughs> I mean, you're literally just talking about you're talking about what would it be like to just and I'm saying that kill you or kill the people around you and it be most, like, hey, like yeah. this is this is what it is like.
0: And I feel like a lot of that fear and a lot of that paranoia and a lot of that shit comes out of a kind of a surreal kind of misunderstanding sure. of, of the universe and, sure. and not knowing when something is true, when something is real enough. I like to think the entire human race will rationalize everything, in order to not admit a futile si- situation. But, that,
1: but that's especially as we get in the Halloween. That's what's awesome about <laughs> yeah. that. Especially yeah, that's that's that's, that's, what, that's what's it's so awesome about like uh, the United States is how the United States is uh, we were we were so desperate to separate ourselves from all of this that we were like we we can't deal with any of this. We can't deal with any of these creepy <laughs> people, saying all this creepy shit. So we're going to go to the United States and we're going to create our own country. And that's what it really was. It wasn't really that we were going to escape from tyranny or anything like that. We were just trying to escape from... We're such a religious country that we were really just trying to escape from people that thought outside of the box. So we were like... When we got to this country in the seventeen hundreds and the sixteen hundreds and things like that, when we first developed it in the United States, we were like, we can't, we can't deal with these people that are thinking outside the box as far as witches and yeah, things like that. So, yeah, so who are who are these people that are thinking outside the box, as far as yeah, just we remembering don't, we don't stories. like that. That's
0: different. We no, don't like that. We different. don't understand
1: it. It's exactly. different. It's different. Kill them exactly so we were Killed literally them. burning these people alive Just people. Just people. how do you how do you deal with that children you, yeah
0: exactly we were, we were listening we're, to yes, children to yes. burn other children and burn u- ugly
1: mean people but it's the same stories like now you can go back through history and it's all the same stories it's kids I mean, we're not burning as many people nowadays Exactly, but you go back to the Roman days, and you can listen to stories, and it's the same thing. It's, oh, it's Caligula, just,
0: and the Spanish Inquisition. Yeah, it's, and, just,
1: it's just people telling people what to do, or monsters telling people what to do, or kids telling what to do, or dolls telling people tell you, what to do.
0: And let me tell you, completely off topic, let me tell you, all of that is because of religion, and what's religion? Nothing more than people not wanting to look into the void... It is. Religion is for people who like excuses and like to think there's a bonus level. Yeah. Uh, the religion is, is the answer, uh, is the lie that the masses accept in order to not face their existences and the unknown and the science and the, the theory and everything fucked up that comes with that sure. bundle. And that causes every fucking war that's It, ever is. it really <laughs> is. It really is.
1: It's crazy. If you really think about that, I mean, it's just, it's, it's the unknown. It's the unknown that, that terrifies people the most.
0: And you know what? Nothing is more of, unknown. There's nothing most terrifying. Nothing that. is more unknown than, like, a, than a young mind of a child. Like <laughs> I,
1: I guarantee you that anybody who's who's listening to this right now has been sitting in their bed at some point and been like what happens when I die or when my parents die what happens I know when the my first, parents die I know the
0: exact moment when I when I first we can that yeah. yes. yes yes
1: and that is that is that is terrifying like listen like, I mean that is that is terrifying, yeah. but
0: we go to sleep nonetheless sure. and wake up the sure. next day.
1: So, so you want to be like, oh, well, I don't want to think about that right now. So you throw something else on TV. Now it's easy. Now it's easy. <laughs> now it's easy. Yes, now we, it's easy because we now uh, you can,
0: placate the masses. Yeah,
1: exactly. So now you can throw something on Netflix that's just cheesy. We we give the masses like drugs exactly. and we create things like so, so acid. So you just we create up, things yeah, like oh acid to, so you, so you to make move, the people yeah, amicable. You just, you just move on from that. So like so let's <laughs> say oh my god you thought about that for about two seconds five <laughs> seconds so let's just move on let's just show like ncis on for like the next 10 hours oh, so shit. on netflix let's so, show ncis on for next 10 hours criminal minds so, so criminal minds on for like five hours on netflix well, yeah, that's, but that's nice but that's what happens because I mean, we're not thinking about what the reality of this is that there's something out there that has been terrorizing people for the last beginning of existence beginning of time the beginning of time And it's just sitting there and it's just saying, I "I am here, I am bigger than anything you can possibly think of, and that whenever you think of
0: anything besides that, I'm going to keep you up at night, I'm going to wake you up. You're coming right up, this episode is coming right off of the heels of an episode where we talked about the devil... And the idea of the devil. Yeah. Even to the point of questioning ourselves whether or not religion was based off of aliens and, you know, not being able to stunt, uh, understand, like, beings of light and, and you know, angels and demons and shit like that. But also just did our first, like, alien episode where we just broke down into yeah. theory about the fear and, you know, why, why aliens are always described as a certain way. And I, we can't get into that type sure. of discussion. Yeah. I am going to end us. I'm going to seg us out. Uh, by just saying that I, I want to believe <laughs> and I, and I also I also want to remind everyone anyone who is listening always to question oh never rationalize don't settle Absolutely. do you you live out your truth <laughs> Your life is
1: lie <laughs> I don't want to your tell you this is a lie. your life is a lie. like I don't want to tell you this but like guess what like the things that you believe in that are making you feel, like, happy and smile inside and be like, hey, like, I'm married and I'm happy. Yeah. You love your kids. Yeah, I love my kids. and I'm going <laughs> to reproduce and I'm going to uh, That's have it? a bunch of kids and get, That's guess it? what? That's a bunch of lies.
0: No, you're just a part of the machine. Yeah, you're, you're just a you're part just of a the part machine.
1: Of a machine. And uh, there's horrible we things gotta happening We got to keep it chugging.
0: You. We got to yeah, keep it just, chugging. Because if you uh, ain't helping, you're hurting. Yeah,
1: there's evil shit happening around <laughs> you all the time.
0: Oh yeah! I
1: just can't wait yeah. for you to uh, picture it
0: and as soon as you see it. Yeah, that's
1: the end. That's it.
0: <laughs> that's great. You <laughs> heard it here first, folks. From from Scutch McGee. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to say? How'd you feel about the stories? How'd you feel about? Hey, the, the I must recording? say,
1: uh, it's a Halloween episode. And this is. I mean, shout-out. technically,
0: yeah. It's a Halloween episode. Technically,
1: we're shooting out to like this is about two days before Halloween on the. 31 17 I'm mm. gonna say a uh, shout out to my both my kids who are born on Halloween. so that's fucking awful. If that uh that's fucking tells awful. you anything about me as far as I have two kids born on Halloween the devil's holiday as far as itself so, well that's
0: it <laughs> <laughs> <Fantastic>. <laughs> love you guys thank that's you it. thank you thank you so much
1: like so much we Oh, yeah.